0: Welcome to the KMOX
1: Home Improvement Show. Sponsored by Reinhold
0: Flooring. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. Yes, indeed it is. Scott Mosby here at your service. Uh, 50,000 watts of KMOX signals right here at our disposal to share our uh, experiences and all the products we like and various questions and answers. My name is Scott Mosby. I am here to help you. Uh, Whatever that might be, Uh, I can offer you any kind of advice, experience. Uh, I messed up just about everything you can imagine. Uh, In my life, uh, I am considered an expert. What that means is I messed up a whole bunch of stuff on the way to learning how to do it right. Big surprise. There we go. Uh, So anyway, that's kind of where I am. I describe myself as a student. Uh, The curiosity of why and why not of various things that happen around the building industry, whether it's people, skills, practice, relationships, uh, tools, uh, tools that lack, processes that get too far ahead. Uh, We have situations where uh, research and developments of manufacturers wind up with some really phenomenal products and they don't get trained all the way through the industry uh... and like everything else a chain is only as strong as its weakest link and that's usually whether that training gets down and permeates all the trades you know from the architect to the kitchen designer to the accessible aging in place person to the carpenter the electrician the plumber painter the floor choice uh... the interior designers that choose what floors go on there everything is an opportunity to just not quite get it right. So anyway, that describes my career now. I'm kind of in the place of a trainer and trainee. Uh I can't really tell the difference. Um the more I know, the less I un- uh, the, the more I understand, the less I know because uh figuring things out um it, you know is a complex product and then even once you know the right answer of how exactly that process, that tool, that product, you know, whatever that device is, then you've got to get it trained all the way through the construction industry from all of those trades so that you and I, the consumer, we move in, we flip on the light switch, and voila, everything happens the way it is. And then some automation, you know, whatever that smart light switch is, 8 o'clock comes off, we've got it set. Light goes off at 8 o'clock automatically. Um, So all those things, the more power that we put in our lives... Um, the more comfort and convenience we have and frankly in accessibility for those of us with varying abilities from sight to height uh, to dexterity to the power, the ability to you know, lean over a kitchen counter and slide up a double hung window. Try that when you have a bad back. So all those little things about what is a an optimum design for that particular homeowner. All those things really comprise my career now in the whys and the why nots of how. Uh, mostly manufacturers and design companies uh, envision the future of our industry and I love it, it it's a cool place to be uh, anyway my uh, daily job really is uh, guiding and leading Mosby building arts we're in our 75th year uh, it's a family business and uh, you know we keep we continue learning and every day is another learning experience and every time we think we've got something just right you know You know, oh, there's another one needs a little more attention than we thought. Uh, So, you know, all of that is to share here on the University of KMOX, as I call it, because I have learned so much here. Um, When I first started in KMOX, uh, the program director uh, back in 95, 96, something like that. You know, said here we want you to do this show. Uh, would you be willing to do this? And it was after a fairly exhaustive search. They spent about six or eight months looking for somebody like me. Um, I thought, oh my gosh, I can never know enough. No one person is as smart as fifty thousand listeners or a hundred and fifty thousand listeners. I can never be smart enough. Well, what I learned is all of us together, as we gain and gather all of our experience on this radio station and we share our best, we together can really offer a terrific uh, community service, which we do to ourselves. So, uh, you know, I thought, okay, gosh, I'm supposed to be the expert. I don't have to be the expert. I just have to know what I don't know so that I can explain that I don't know what I do understand is a lot of the laws of physics and what drives the building code and the current designs the manufacturers and the products that are available what and why those companies did what they did and what they were trying to solve and what they couldn't solve Uh, you know so generally if I don't know the answer I can arm you pretty well with enough logic and background information how to figure it out or at least how to transfer your experience to a professional, because you and I you know it's like i don't want I, I don't want to write a check, just to you know change a light switch or whatever it is. I'm going to give it a try myself, so you try it out, you get into it, and it's like, oh, you know the, you know it's it's bigger than I thought uh so uh, we had that situation kind of like um you know, John had an outlet on the deck g f c i at his brother in law's house, you know changing the g f c i it's not magic. But the issue is that these electronic devices called the ground fault circuit interrupter, GFCI, needs all the wiring up to that device to be just perfect. Or, you know, kosher, as my dad would say. It needs to be kosher wiring, which means it needs to be done just right to all the specifications and requirements of that team. All right, well, better be good, clean electric. Well, John discovered that, you know, the GFCI doesn't work. Likewise, you may have a bum GF, a faulty GFCI, so you go back, change another one, sometimes that's not so good either. Well, wiring has to be just right. My point being that um, everything kind of A depends on B, depends on C, depends on D, and you and I as consumers, you know, we're, we're dependent on everything up the line of us and before the pandemic things were kind of wonky if you will on the worldwide basis uh we built our world uh our manufacturing capacity we offshored uh steel we offshored uh lithium we offshored all this labor intensive stuff because we were running out of labor we didn't have enough population to, uh, you know, make all the steel and do all the stuff. There are all kinds of other reasons. And, you know, what what appeared to be at the time to be cost-saving measures, measures, they were short-term cost-saving measures. So now we wind up, we don't really make much steel in the U.S. We don't really have any lithium. We don't, you know, so during that time of getting the world to manufacture all the stuff we needed here in the U.S., we became dependent. And as such, we're now trying to unwind some of that stuff um, and onshore more of this stuff. <laughs> Excuse me, take advantage of the really sharp skills. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of labor here. Generally, we're a pretty smart population. Um, so there are opportunities for a great deal of our population to go back to work and, and learn more of these uh, um, trades. Um, really, so you and I, when we call electrician or a plumber, they show up 314-436-7900 314-436-7900 apologize for my scratchy voice um is what it is uh you know but when you travel as i did over the last few weeks hang around in airports around a whole lot of people and you know family weddings and all eh, flying a little too close to the flame hey you know you wound up with something so anyway testing negative for covid not not that issue but My golly, it sure seems like a persistent cold. 314-436-7900. Scott Mosby at your service. Stay tuned. Cardinal Baseball comes up 520 today. The Cardinal pregame show. The weather this weekend is phenomenal, and into next week, it gets even better. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement, KMOX. I'll be back for more after this. Yeah, now we're talking. Oh, yeah. check it out here a little moonwalk watch this here's a little spin Woo, Yeah, yeah. How'd, you, how'd you like that well scott mosby home improvement right here on cam i know it's radio this is the best we've got so uh anyway I'll, I'll just describe it for you um it's good it's radio i have a face and a dance move Perfect for radio. Uh, 314-436-7900 puts us together. 314-436-7900. Let's go right to our phone lines and talk to my friend Brad. Hey, Brad, good afternoon. Welcome to Lunchtime on Camwax. How can I help? Hey, I
2: appreciate it. Hey, I love your show. I got a lawn care company and I have to work on Saturdays. You help me uh, pass the time of day. Roger, thank <laughs> so. you. Yeah. Hey, you had a previous caller that had a problem with his GFI and everything downstream from it not working. I had a similar problem on my bathroom that I just did. And on the back of that GFI switch, there's a line and a load. And you have to look real close to see it. But the line is the power coming in and the load is the power going out to everything downstream. And if those are switched, it will not work and nothing downstream will work.
0: Mm, understood line and load I recognize all that uh, he well John said he had all that right and he was experienced with it but you're exactly right line and load for uh, you know a non-schooled person thank you uh, so one more time run me through the line and the load
2: yeah the line is the power coming into the outlet mm-hmm. and the load is the the power wire going out of that outlet to continue on downstream And it's easy to get those two switched. I had the same problem, and it didn't work, and I thought I did everything right. The breaker was right. Everything else was working, but that switch and nothing downstream was working. So I switched that wire, and voila, it worked.
0: All right. Hey, Brad, thanks for the help, brother, and uh, be careful out there. All right. Thank you. All right. Take care little help from our friends uh line and load it doesn't say positive and it doesn't say ground or neutral it will give you a bare wire or a green wire green meaning it's the third wire it is not the positive it is not the ground positive is the um the line in so from the circuit breaker the origin or the electrical coming into that electrical box is the line. And the load means anything down line from that that is using that electric. And if this is the last electrical outlet, uh, you know, that's that's uh, another issue in itself. Anyway, line and load. Line being the source of electric into that electrical box. Load mean, meaning the outlet that goes next in line with our next down line. The stream downstream I better watch my words here the the user of that electric is the load, so if you have a light that goes on or it's an electrical outlet that is next um, in that circuit uh, line is the source from the breaker. load is whatever uses that electric after that electrical outlet uh, let's see what's happening with my buddy Gary here. Hey Gary, good afternoon, welcome to Camwax. How can I help, sir?
1: Oh great, thanks for taking the call uh. I moved the refrigerator clean under it and I broke the water line to the ice maker and it leaked into the basement and right below it was uh, three light switches. Okay. And, uh, I pulled the cover off the, the light, switches stopped working after I fixed the line. Um, okay. I, the circuit breakers I've done them two or three times. I, there's no loose ones. They all seem to be working fine. Uh, there was no water in the outlet, but the lights stopped working in the basement. Um, and uh, uh, not being an electrical expert, what kind of tool could I have to, to test uh, and help diagnose the problem?
0: Uh, how many bulbs are on this? So when you flip that switch or those three switches, uh, how many uh, light bulbs are dependent on that? Um,
1: probably each switch has two or three
0: light bulbs. Okay. Um, If you have a light bulb that works, don't miss the simple obvious thing, because if you have a short that arcs or uh, water that gets in between some of those switches, uh, you can actually blow the light bulb itself. So I would go through with a light bulb. I know that works. Pull them out, put them in, just make sure that, you know, one or two, that, you know, that circuit or that outlet works. But uh, to get past the switch... Uh, you basically pull the switch out and you put the two power wires together so that you actually connect wire to wire. You you see what I mean?
1: Yes, yes, I understand.
0: you can connect the wire-to-wire and take the switch out. And keep in mind, on houses built in the 50s, 60s, 70s, even the 80s, if it's an often-used switch, you can wear out a switch. You get a little bit of water in there, a little bit of arcing, a little carbon buildup. Not only do you have you know, electrical arcing problems, but you may have a worn-out switch as well. So that also, upline of that, you could have an electrical outlet uh, or GFCI uh, that blew. And so your source electric to those switches may no longer be um, reliable. You see what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's and the first not- thing that I tried, uh, yeah. checking all the GFIs in upstairs and downstairs. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they're all, well, the lights are all working. I turn them off, turn them on. I plug something into them, so, you know, the, uh, the radio, I yes. turn around, it worked. So, But those are great ideas, and I'll definitely try those.
0: Yeah, just uh, take the mechanical pieces out of it to where you can do wire to wire, and then you know know that made a good connection.
1: Correct, and I'll check the bulbs too. Thank you very much. I appreciate it.
0: All right, Gary, happy hunting. Take care. Mm -hmm, Bye and that's some of that due diligence that you know uh when i have a problem you know i'm going to go through the house i you know basically i want to know what i'm up against uh, you know am i looking for an electrician am i looking for a wizard you know i mean how much trouble am i in so you know checking light bulbs and light switches gfci so i love love what gary's doing he's making sure to do whatever he can do on his own and even even if he's um less than qualified. He's going to be faster than the electrician is because we're short on electricians. So getting somebody over there to come Troubleshoot this uh, is a little bit of a tough and tough job. Also, getting small jobs done is a big deal. Uh, phone lines are open here three one four four three six seven nine hundred four three six seven nine hundred. Stay tuned. Uh, following this show in about forty five minutes, we've got your retirement professionals coming up here at one o'clock. Two p.m. brings the business of family business. We've got forty five minutes of the home or half an hour of home improvement show right here. Scott Mosby at the helm. Stay tuned. We've got good things coming up next right here on X. All right, back to the other home improvements. Scott Mosby, KMOX, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. We are together live and lively, as Mike Miller says. Uh, phone lines are open. Uh, taking calls and we are on it here Let's uh, get on it and talk to my buddy Rick Hey Rick, Scott Mosby Good afternoon, welcome to Wax, my friend
3: Yeah Scott, uh, I just uh, tuned in I was at a meeting and you were answering The question about a guy with The, the light bulbs apparently didn't work And you're testing the light switch. I have yeah. a, not the identical problem But a similar problem okay. uh, It's in my bathroom uh, We have the house for 38 years And uh, we have a strip of 8 uh, 3 watt bulbs over the mirror uh-huh. And a couple of years ago, a couple of those bulbs went out, and it wasn't the bulb, It was I tested that, and I decided the fixture needed to be replaced, so I had it replaced by a pro, and everything was great for about a year and a half, and now four of the bulbs are out again, four out of the eight, and uh, I can't figure out what's going on, unless it's just a, a bad uh, fixture.
0: Um, Some of those fixtures, the wiring in the fixture, for example, you might have four or eight bulbs, so you've got eight pairs of wires to each bulb. If that eight grouping of positive wires doesn't get stripped and twisted solidly together uh, or the ground or whatever so the point is you've got 16 points of failure on an 8 light light fixture so inspect what you expect uh, likely when the thing was installed um, you know all obviously all those lights were working so everything was fine but sometimes those wires kind of get loose and the connection doesn't make but I, I'll bet you nickel this is inside the light fixture itself not the switch not the wiring not the source. Um,
3: yeah, I'm sure. So it would be a manufacturer's thing. Which...
0: Well, no, it, it could be the wiring because sometimes um, those, those light fixtures are uh, put together Rick where everything is is tightened up to where you only have two wires to connect and then sometimes right. you may wind up with an eight light fixture where you have 16 wires to connect to the two in the box well so now you've got 16 plus two all of those have to be just right you know NATs on to make sure everything works just right and twist them out so i would pull that light fixture off look at the back of it and inspect it and then rewire reconnect all those wires and put it back up again i think you'll be
3: Okay, I might have the handyman do that because I'm not that, that good at that yeah. sort of thing. But uh, okay, yeah. all right, well that answers my question. I, I, I have an electrical engineering degree, so I knew it had to be something like that. I was just wondering if there's something else that, that, I, that I couldn't come up with.
0: Okay. Now, hu- human error, manufacturer shortfall, being a little bit too in too much of a hurry, uh, all that kind of thing. Just, but I, I'm amazed. Uh, just going back in remodeling, when I you know see a light that doesn't work, I'm amazed how many wires can just get loose for no apparent reason that I can't explain. That you know, it's like all right, I just need to go back and twist. You know, make sure everything is is making contact like I expect. And lo and behold, uh, it's not. Okay. Yeah. All
3: right. All right. I well, thank you, sir.
0: Yeah, Rick, good question. Thank you. Much appreciated. All right.
3: Appreciate it. All right hold
0: on. Take care. Uh, another thing that um, I, I face in um, uh, uh, light fixtures one, one in my home, um, and we're going to remodel this bathroom here in coming years, so I'm not anxious to go you know, put a new light fixture in. Well, the sockets are broken. So, you know, you screw in the light bulb and, you know, the base you screw it in too tight. You twist that base off base off inside that fixture. All right, so then you get in there with a shut off the electric. You get in there with uh, you know, long nose pliers or a potato or whatever method you get to back that that base out. Well, once you back that out, you've kind of abused it a little bit. And then sometimes the wire connections on the back of that from actual wire to the back of that little uh bulb base Or receiver for the light bulb that thing gets wonky so you know lo and behold like I like what Rick did he changed the light fixture you know that way I'm at least buying what current technology can bring me and then he put it all together well the fact that it worked for a year or year and a half means everything was right well now it's not and likewise I'm amazed uh, how often it can be a light bulb and or the other thing that I want to get into is uh, switches So I'm a big one for, I love Lutron products, I love Lutron electronic dimmers, because they will operate for all kinds of these new whiz-bang LED light bulbs. Well, not every LED light bulb. So an LED light bulb is a little computer. A dimmer switch is a little computer. A GFCI is a little computer. Um, So all those things have to get along with one another. So you might have an old two light bulbs that are still incandescent. You might have six that are LED. Well, lo and behold, that switch works with the old light bulbs, the incandescent, the old things you can't get anymore. And the LED, maybe not. or So you can change a switch in the wall, and all of a sudden you have problems where you didn't have problems before. Um, and, and I face that with these Lutron dimmers. Sometimes those Lutron dimmers are little computers. And it's not just the Lutron. It's, it's many, many other brands. So the more neat stuff that dimmer will do, that light switch will do, it needs electricity. So electricity is constantly bleeding through it or flowing through it to keep those diodes and those controls running so that it remembers the programming that I put into it. So it's a constant user of electricity. Likewise, when you have an incandescent light bulb that it is operated by this thing, it, it's an energy hog, so it needs a lot of electricity to, to glow with an LED. So now we change that incandescent bulb down and we change it into a nice new energy-efficient LED light-emitting diode, and it will turn on with one-tenth of one watt of electricity. Well, so now you wind up with a bulb that won't ever turn off because you've got an electronic dimmer that needs and uses this electricity as it comes into that dimmer, and that electricity still bleeds all the way through, so that light bulb never has zero electricity going to it. If you have an old-fashioned energy hog incandescent bulb, it won't light up. It's dark because your dimmer switch is off. That's fine. Now you change that bulb to a new LED light-emitting diode, very efficient. It will glow with virtually no electricity. You blow on it with a little bit of friction. Thing lights up, it's very dim. But keep in mind that as we get into these electronic dimmers and these electronic efficient light bulbs, lighting systems, and I'm I'm not talking about, you know, tens of thousands of dollars of cost anymore. Uh, these are bulbs bulbs and dimmers you buy, and you and I use them you know, in the stores all the time, buy them and put them in our homes. The point being that a lot of these pieces, um, and that's where still a good bit of my career is invested in, how does brand A interact with brand B? And for you and I, we most often confront it in light bulbs and dimmers and controls. So anyway, just... FYI, there you go, uh, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. Um, keep in mind that uh, all of this home automation, uh, and we do accessible projects. Um, so there's a term in the industry, it's not one of my favorite. it's called aging in place. What it is is how do we prepare our homes to accept um, the inevitable, inevitable uh, stages of life, as well as uh, working for people of all abilities. Um, so when you wind up aging, as I do, you and I continue, a- today we're older than we were yesterday, so all of us, hopefully, are still aging. The point being that more light is needed tomorrow than there is today and the day after that day, because our eyes are working less um, well so we need more light well at most building arts we typically over light just about everything and then we put it on a dimmer well what that means is when your situation changes and you need increasing light maybe to put your contacts in five years from now as compared to today you might need just a little bit so you slide that dimmer up and oh there we go, got enough light. I'm good. I can get business taken care of right here. So those are some of the things in lighting and accessibilities. But all this electronic um you know, for example, uh you can set now through the utility based um smart thermostats. Your smart thermostat will turn it on and off at, a, at any time. That's been going on for 25, 30 years. Now we've got these learning thermostats that as it follows us and we turn it up and we turn it down and it is sensing whether we're around that thermostat or in that house, it then can program itself around our home patterns. I know this may freak a little bit, uh, a few of us out. The point being that all of this stuff as well as what we're now hearing about in the news, um, AI artificial intelligence um, I, part of my uh, trip to uh, the, the, my recent travels in the last two weeks uh, were business trips of peer groups and groups that we get together with and a great deal of that was around artificial intelligence how computers generating things um, can help uh, limit the amount of labor time or investment to serve a customer adequately. For example, chat. When you uh, go to buy something, I noticed this morning. I forget what I was uh, checking into, uh, washer, or dryer, or something. And up came a little bubble, and it said, "Chat?" Question mark. You know, do I want to ask a question? That's a computer. There's no person on the end of that. That's artificial intelligence. So I type in uh, availability uh, Missouri. Uh, So it's like, uh, do you want a list of dealers in Missouri Uh, or what's your zip code or something like that's all canned uh, computer responses, artificial intelligence is doing that stuff um, seamlessly. And as long as it gets us where we're going, we will tolerate it um, because, frankly, it's it's no worse, no better than, um, you know, customer service, you know, 10 continents away. Uh, So anyway, Scott Mosby, Home Improvement here. I don't mean to get on uh, a big rip here, but uh, apparently I am. 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. My name is Scott Mosby. This is KMOX, and I'll be right back. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Sponsored by Reinhold Flooring. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. All right, back together. <clears throat> Home improvement, Scott Mosby, at your service. Phone line still open. Time and temperature available or bandwidth to deal with your uh, various uh, questions. Uh, 314-436-7900. Sorry about that, fat fingers once again. uh, You know, Mosby strikes. 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. Bring on your questions and let's get going. We do have a caller that didn't want to go on air, uh, lives in an apartment, uh, and also has water dripping from a light fixture above and doesn't quite know what it is. I can almost tell you for sure Uh, Number one, by the time of year, we're just starting to turn on some of the air conditioning. Um, So condensate and water uh, coming from air conditioning units. Uh, Also, because of the time of year, we've gone through a winter where those condensate pipes or drains probably haven't had water running through them for a while. They get spiders and and, uh, cobwebs, uh, dirt and backup. So it's very common Uh, for air conditioner, uh, condensate pans, you know, the stuff around the air conditioner. Uh, So if you have water coming from up above, likely the people living above you, and it could be one story, two story, three, you know, could be a ways up there. But uh, this time of year suggests that there may be um, an air conditioning Leak of the condensate the the water that comes out of the air when you cool off the air in an air conditioner um, and and as we get into that, uh, it could be that uh, likewise um, a shower drain or tub a uh, light use on that can bring a little bit of water, but I would counsel that uh, you might have a chat with the maintenance people. Um, uh, and find out uh, who's running their air conditioner and have the air conditioning units checked of the residents above you, one or two stories. Uh, and if you, and if this is a light fixture that's very close to one of the walls, you know, unit to unit, side by side, uh, you might have uh, a unit that's not directly above you but one over that, you know, once that water starts dripping and following building materials like a ceiling joist, you know, or a a board in the house uh, it can travel you know three or four feet horizontally and also get into there so I would look for air conditioning issues and shower and tub leaks around that and it's it's very common and and, uh, just be aware in my years you know when I was living in an apartment uh, I did a lot of the troubleshooting um, and, and you know just you know, maintenance men and uh, and and technicians, uh, engineering people around those multi buildings. Sometimes they're just incredibly smart, and sometimes they're new and green. So, you know, the more heads together, just like on KMOX here, we can figure this out all together. Uh, But, um, you know, the apartment dweller, I would have a chat about air conditioners and tub and shower leaks uh, above and around on that uh, coming through the light fixture because the light fixture is really just a hole in the plaster or a hole in the drywall. And it's, you know, a a perfect place for the water to show itself. Uh, Let's see what's cooking with my buddy. Is it our pros? Our pros, Scott Mosby here. Uh, How can I help you on KMOX today? Uh, Hello, Yes, you're on. Hello? Yes, sir. Our pros uh, turn off your radio. Listen to the phone. Uh, the radio is okay, seven me, seconds later.
4: Okay, let me. Yeah. Okay, she's off.
0: Roger that. Thank you. How can I help you?
4: My name is Art Gross, and I live in South County, and I'm 82 years old, and I had a tree cut down, and I got a lot of wood to be given away. Okay. And my address is 1028 Poplar Drive, St. Louis, Missouri, 63125.
0: Okay. You're uh, offering firewood uh, free to all comers then, huh?
4: Yes, sir. Anybody, even you if you want some.
0: Okay. Well, we're not going to need any firewood until the winter. Mm -hmm. So, 1028 Poplar Drive? Yes, sir. And that's
4: 63125.
0: Roger that. So, that's down in the Melville area. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Arcos, thank you.
4: Anything else you need to know
0: uh, no, how you doing today?
4: Uh, for an old man i'm eighty two not too bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so well, you, I'm, I'm trying to do best I can.
0: You may still have another decade ahead of you there, so take good care oh, of yourself, our
4: If I don't slip on a banana peeling
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know it's the dumb things that get us, isn't it?
4: <laughs> yeah, you're right there.
0: Okay. Well, thank- I thank you very
4: much, and I hope this helps.
0: All right, sir. Thank you. A uh, little follow wood now. for Arcros. Take care. Bye now.
4: Okay. Bye now.
0: All right. Uh, Home Improvement Cam Wex. Uh, let's see what's happening with my buddy Art. Hey, Art. Good afternoon. Scott Mosby, Cam Wex, this afternoon. How can I help you, sir?
5: Yeah, Scott. I'm always impressed with the learned ability for you to, to, to dig out a lot of this information for people. Thank I you. was just wondering. I wasn't going to tell you how I straightened. straightened eight-penny nails listening to the hearts, Mountain (laughs) Bird Seed and what was the choral assembly playing along with that. I was just wondering with respect to the virtual presentation of the interior and exterior of homes Mm -hmm. to Scott Mosby's group as far as giving an estimate on the repairs that have to be done the prices, the cost
0: it. it might be to the homeowner. oh uh we uh we inspect and review homes all the time um and we prefer to do it with a combination sometimes of uh you know satellite images as well as uh live in person um, meetings uh if, if as it moves down to the you know more performance we're we're happy to meet with you and uh have a staff built for that and uh you know, when they don't know what they're looking at, they come back to the office, they noodle together in a, you know, coffee cocktail clutch, and if they're really puzzled, then it gets to me, and then he's like, Scott, what are we looking at here? And then I have an opportunity to teach yet again. So,
5: mm-hmm. yeah. So, so you don't think it's completely, uh, uh, what should I say, dependable just by the virtual? You need to go ahead. I would rather have a on-site estimate of them type of uh, carpenter or plumber or whatever the skills needed to go ahead and complete the whole job.
0: Uh, Yes, definitely. For bigger jobs, the the practical limitations of that are, and you bring up a good point, so by the time I send somebody out there... Um, and they drive over, and they meet, and then they come back and prepare something. Sometimes some of those smaller jobs can be fixed in less time than that, so it's kind of like your standard rate uh when you go in for a car repair that you know changing shock absorbers before they ever see the car you know that's probably how much you're going to spend so there are guideline numbers that contractors and companies will give over the phone. Of here's probably what you're facing and what we're discovering is that even in especially in the handyman the smaller repair things that you know going out to see the job you know you just can't recover that time and if you do charge for that time you just wind up making the customer mad because it's an enormous amount of time an enormous amount of money you just change a doorknob so you may be finding companies giving you prices over the phone those still are guesstimates, so until they get there, they can't really tell you exactly what it's going to cost. So some of that are just typical business limitations.
5: Uh, one final question, if I might, with respect to your thermostats and so forth, respect to your heating, air conditioning systems, marrying, say, a yard condenser to uh, Lomax or a, a furnace, And then to the uh, doggone air conditioning unit itself. How did people go through the various testing modes that would make the compatibility between all three of these components into some kind of a workable unit that would go ahead and uh, be uh, adaptable by your thermostats to these components?
0: Well, Art, you said a mouthful. Basically, how do you get to similar materials from different brands to play nicely together in a heating cooling system? Today, with the limit of uh, labor and uh, lack of training, the answer is you don't. That's why so many heating and cooling companies come out, and they say, well, because the issue there is, again, kind of around pricing. So I can sit here for hours and hours and hours trying to make these three dissimilar brands work out, and then you wind up paying me six or $800 for that time to figure through that. Bottom line, then at the end of that $800, it's like, you know what? They are not going to play together. Uh, you need to spend $10,000 on a new unit. Well, now you're talking to a steaming mad customer. And that's why so many companies are coming in and saying, you know, we'll do our best to get this going, but it's time for you to get a new unit, even though your, your units are all in pretty good shape. But the more uh, efficiency and feature-laden equipment we have, which is very much so HVAC art, um, it requires uh, all those pieces to play really good together in the sandbox, which means the same brand, even the same series. And from my point of view, I want one engineering department responsible for making all that stuff to work together. And that's where the high efficiency comes from, the high seers and all that. So I I honestly believe, Art, you described a piece of the past, and I don't think it's coming back. There are very few people um, in their 60s and 70s with the skills and the analysis and the ability to put that odd stuff together anymore. I I think it's past. Well, let me
5: tell you, you know what I do? Heat air rises. I open up the second floor windows, and I go down into the doggone basement and get on my cot with the air conditioner under the noise of the window if it's running. Hey, (laughs) you know, there are people that like the luxury, but at some point in time, in the economy. They just can't do it. And yeah. if you go out into the parks like we used to up there at fairgrounds, yeah. you're liable to get hit over the head and they <laughs> end up in uh, some doggone family or a home.
0: I understand. Art, thanks for the call. I'm going to have to get on going here and mm-hmm. uh, thanks yeah, for I, I like
5: the way you condense that with respect to that evaluation by virtuality. So, huh. yeah, you've got a lot of knowledge and A lot of experience behind you. And all I was doing was straightening eight penny nails, listening to the Hearts Valley mountain canaries singing. (laughs) uh, I think that might have been some kind of choral group out of uh, Utah.
0: All right. I got to go. I'm running out of time on a hard stop here. KMOX Home Improvement, Scott Mosby.